Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their artistic careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 67. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hi, friends. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back to you and to me. It's been a while since episode 66. I went on kind of an extended vacation with my family, and we had an an amazing time in Florida. We went to the beach. We were relaxing. We did a lot of relaxing and reading and just playing games. And we did take two days at Disney as well, which was we weren't sure if we wanted to do it, but um, we did it. And it was great. We um, also had some friends come stay with us. We invited them to come stay at the condo that we um, were using. And we stayed up late chatting and playing games every night. We were really, you know, deepening our friendship and making amazing memories together and and specifically with our family. And it was great. And I learned some pretty interesting lessons while I was on vacation. And I wanted to share some of those with you today. Um, Vacation is a time when people think that they're going to just feel happy all the time and that everything will be nice and relaxing. It's like a break from their stressful work life, right? And that they won't have to feel stressed, Um, while they're on vacation. They can rejuvenate. And that's probably because of the way that we describe our vacations to each other sometimes. Notice how I described how amazing my vacation was just a few seconds ago and how relaxing and all of those things. So while it can be so true that vacations are nice and relaxing and a break from our work, they can turn into really unsatisfying and sometimes even stressful situations if you aren't mindful about your experience. And this episode isn't really about how to have a great vacation, although, you know, that's maybe part of it. But um, I think that these lessons will apply to you in your regular life and also if you're going on a vacation. So it should be kind of a fun thing to talk about. And you might have seen this kind of stressful thing before. If you've ever been to a theme park, you might have noticed parents that seem like they are literally hating every second of their life. (laughs) They thought that they'd come to this theme park and that it was going to be so great and their kids would have so much fun that they'd be really easy to deal with and it would feel magical for the whole family. But what they forgot and what a lot of us have forgotten is that people who show up to a vacation still have all the normal human emotions that people have in normal lifestyle. They still feel sad sometimes or lonely or bored or stressed or whatever. And um, and these, again, are just kind of uncomfortable feelings that everyone gets to experience in the 50-50. And as we've discussed so many times before, if people think that they shouldn't be feeling these feelings, then they kind of set themselves up 
with this false expectation that is impossible to meet. It can make them feel even worse when they do feel uncomfortable for whatever reason. You know, like, oh, I wasn't supposed to feel uncomfortable and now I do and it must mean something. And they start to worry that there's something wrong with them or wrong with the vacation. And they can lash out in anger because they thought it was supposed to be perfect and it isn't. They don't feel perfectly rejuvenated every second like they might have thought. Their kids still whine even though they paid a million dollars for them to have one day together at a at Disney World or whatever. And because they, they're they fighting in their mind, they're fighting with reality and they expect their children to just forget their feelings and be totally happy all day long, then they end up making the experience worse than it needs to be. And it really doesn't need to feel like that. If you remember that all your feelings happen, whether you are in the happiest place on earth or whether you are stranded at an airport, which I will talk about later, then the feelings don't mean quite so much and it makes them a little bit easier to process. And, um, and that's, that's good. It, it means that you can enjoy your vacation a little bit better and it means you can enjoy your regular life a little bit better too. So what do your feelings mean? They always, always, always come from you which doesn't sound very nice. It sounds like, oh, it's my fault that I feel bad. I don't mean it's your fault. Um, But sometimes it would be much easier. You know, it feels kind of nice to almost blame other people or circumstances for our feelings. But really, if you think about it, it is actually the best news. If you are using stories in your brain, stories that you're telling yourself to create your feelings then if those stories are distorted, then you're going to be more frustrated. And if it really is from the stories that you're telling yourself that are creating your feelings, then that's cool because you can empower yourself to understand more about your feelings, understand the stories that you're telling yourself, and start to um, get rid of some of those distorted thoughts, disproving them, and gaining a clearer vision of reality. That's that's really cool because it will help you to feel more peace and joy in your life. And that really is how the world works. I mean, that sounds like a newsflash to some people, I'm sure. But Byron Katie said that accepting reality can, quote, take us into a world of such beauty that it can't be told. Some of us haven't even begun to explore it yet, even though that's the only world that exists, end of quote. So there's this world, you're telling me there's a world that has been existing and it's the only real world and I didn't even know it was there? Yeah, because we spend all of our time making up stories in our head about what everything means. And it's not because we're bad or we're lazy or whatever. It's just kind of how our thoughts work if we don't understand that. And... um, We can literally ignore reality, the only world that actually exists. And um, we tell ourselves that the world should be so different than it is, but it's not. And then we get mad because reality isn't me, you know, it's not matching up with what we thought it should be like. So we tell ourselves that we should be able to do something that we can't. 
and we get discouraged. I know this happens for me in my art sometimes. It's like, oh man, I just, I should be able to just sing high G's perfectly every time and consistently and at the end of a big aria and oh, my voice can't do that right now. Maybe it will later. That's what I'm working toward. But and, and if I believe that my voice should be able to do it, like, oh, I'm old enough. Certainly I should be able to do that. Then I'm getting frustrated. But if I accept where I am right now, certainly I can still try to figure out if I'm missing something or if I need help from a different teacher or whatever it is. But um, accepting where I am right now brings me a lot more peace and helps me to think more clearly about what I need rather than freaking out because it's not working. Um, another you know, example of distorted thinking or distorted stories that we tell ourselves is that my vacation should be totally peaceful and happy and it's not. And then I feel frustrated that I spent all this money and I'm not getting rejuvenated like I hoped for. Um, and and it could be just you in your regular life. Like my job, I shouldn't feel stressed at my work or I shouldn't um, be yelled at by my boss. But if you're currently getting yelled at by your boss, you know, you might have to accept that that's the current reality and then using that state of mind of peace, being able to discover a, a clearer path for yourself is really helpful. And then beyond making up all of these stories in our minds that we've talked about, we make it even harder when we try to hide from our feelings. So I'm experiencing all of these feelings that I shouldn't be, so I'm just going to kind of pretend like they don't exist, or I'm going to buffer them away so that I don't have to experience them right away, which of course doesn't work because you'll experience them later and may probably even stronger. So for example, I saw a couple in a line when I was waiting at Disney. You know how waiting in lines is. <laughs> and one of them had a shirt on that said, drink to the good times and drink down the bad times. And the other had a shirt that said, what doesn't kill me makes my drinks stronger. And of course, nothing against drinking, for sure. Drinking is certainly not the only way to buffer away feelings. And um, like, there's nothing wrong with drinking. But if you're using it to hide from feelings, then that could potentially cause some problems for you. And those shirts are very clever. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them wearing those shirts. I just wanted to point out that the shirts do show some actual attitudes that people have about drinking or buffering whatever your preferred buffering method is. And it all comes down to hiding from hard times or more specifically hiding from uncomfortable emotions. So yes, when times get tough, whether you are on vacation or you're not on vacation, it's important to be mindful and know why you experience your feelings and have some mental practices that you can use to keep your cool and take care of yourself. And I know that in my experience, my mental practice that I've been developing over the last several years helped me so much while I was on vacation. I know it helps me in my day-to-day -day life with my family, with my work, and, um, and it really helped me on vacation too, which was awesome. And there were days 
For example, when I'd wake up and I'd kind of feel antsy and wanting to do work on my business. And um, and that was not what I wanted to be doing because I purposefully wanted to take some time away to just be with my kids and with Hana and friends and focusing on that. And so I try to remind myself that I wanted to be present and then kind of figure out those antsy feelings, disprove the distorted story I had in my head. And then I was able to, you know, go on with my day. And this process helped me also um, when we got lost while we were navigating on a busy road once. And when my kids started feeling tired or grumpy at the beach or when they didn't want to eat their food we had ordered that was expensive at Disney World. (laughs) And they certainly didn't love waiting in lines the whole time. And neither did I. But we were able to keep our focus and enjoy even those uncomfortable times, like trying to find games to play while we were in line and um, just enjoying each other's company. It was really amazing. And my practice, (laughs) this is where we're going to talk about the airport. My practice really became crucial when we showed up to the airport to go home at the end of vacation And we'd woken up at 3 a.m. We got to the airport two hours before our flight. And we got checked in. But the TSA line in Orlando, I don't even know how to describe this to you. But it was backed up for probably over a mile. Like the line was literally up and down every single ginormous hallway in the building. And it was basically for some unknown reason. The employees didn't know what was going on. And even people who had showed up three or four hours early were missing their flights. And um, so, I mean, you could imagine cramming all those people into this space. It felt like you, I mean, it felt like you were waiting um like a can of sardines. There was hardly room to breathe. There were so many people waiting in line. And so that day we got to wait in a bunch of more lines. There were thousands of people stranded in the airline, in the airport. And the employees, the airline employees were stressed because they'd never seen anything like this before. And the passengers were stressed. And several of them, you know, they were saying, all the flights are booked and There's no way out for several more days. And some of them ended up having to buy new tickets to get home if their airline wouldn't refund them. And, you know, I'm just sure you can imagine that there's a lot of feelings going on. We even witnessed a literal mob of New Yorkers that surrounded an agent's desk. And they were just screaming at this poor agent who was doing the best that she could. And I thought there was going to be actual violence for a while. And I was, you know, standing there with my kids like, okay, what do I do? (laughs) But all through this time, my kids and I and Hana, we played games. We laughed as we waited and waited and waited in more lines. And we um, were continuously reviewing the stories that we were telling ourselves in our heads. Like, oh, this is so unfair. This shouldn't be happening. Or I have to get home for work tomorrow or whatever. You know, you just create this story and then the more you tell it to yourself, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
and it causes so much stress when the reality is that this is what's happening, whether it's fair or not, whether it's fun or not, or whether you have to get home for work or not, this is how it goes. And any other thoughts of reality or fighting reality that um, that we could have, and we were able to stay calm and figure out what our next move would be. So we, of course, were able to get home safely. Everything worked out just as it tends to do. And I noticed that it was working out for people who were shouting at the attendants. There was specifically a couple right in front of me in line that just would not give the poor agent a break. We're just screaming at her and she was able to help them find a flight and everything worked out for them, I'm sure. And then everything worked out for us and it would have worked out even if we had panicked and gotten really upset. But I don't think that it would have helped us to have a smoother experience. Like going around and shouting at people wouldn't have made our lives easier in the long run. And at any rate, we certainly were able to feel so much better about our circumstances than if we had been telling untrue and unhelpful stories in our brains that caused a lot of extra stress and pain, right? And here's the part that you may not believe. And I just want you to think about the possibility of what I'm about to say, even though it might sound untrue, and think about it in your own life, whatever you're going through, okay? So what what I want to say is that there ended up being a lot of similarities comparing our airport experience to our time at Disney World, okay? I know it doesn't always make a lot of sense, Um, Because Disney really is supposed to be the happiest place in the world. And being stranded at an airport with little kids, for most people, would be one of the most uncomfortable circumstances they could find themselves in. No, I know that there are a lot of others, but that's pretty uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, we weren't even sure how we were going to get diapers for the baby. And we didn't have our car seats because they'd already been checked in. So we couldn't you know, jump in a car and go anywhere. We couldn't, you know, just find a hotel or go back to the condo or, you know. And um, and then they kept saying, oh, all the flights are booked for a couple of days. You're just going to be stranded here. And it really could have been panic-inducing if we had believed um, the stories that we wanted to tell ourselves. But here are some of the comparisons that we made. Um, we had to wait in so many lines at Disney and at the airport. (laughs) And we noticed people who were stressed out at Disney and, and people who were stressed out at the airport. And we also noticed people who were having a great time at the airport and people who were having a, a great time at Disney. And my kids really did have fun in both places. And we also experienced some uncomfortable feelings in both places. So it really just proves that our circumstances don't create our feelings. I've said it a gazillion times, but if you're willing to actually look at your life and find the happiness in the hard times and the, and the uncomfortable feelings in the supposedly happy times or whatever, you can know that that's true too, and it can help to guide you so much. And that's why... I say that it really is the best news in the world 
that you are the one who's responsible for how you feel. If you give your power away, you will certainly be disappointed when reality isn't exactly as you wished because reality just exists, okay? And instead, you can accept reality for what it is and choose to feel empowered by telling yourself helpful stories about reality and then leaning into the reality that you do see for yourself. So friends, no matter what is going on in your life right now, anything, you are the powerful one if you choose to be. Byron Katie also said, quote, nothing outside you can ever give you what you are looking for. Everything happens for you, not to you. End of quote. Nothing outside of you can give you what you're looking for. Everything happens for you. Okay? It doesn't matter if it's hard in your job. It doesn't matter if it's hard in your family. All of those things are a wonderful, perfect teacher that are designed for you. And they don't determine who you are or what your life means or what you're capable of. You, if you choose, you can learn how to undo the distorted stories and start to tell yourself a really helpful, more honest, and um, more joyful story and um, by accepting reality, okay? If you can remember this and use some strategies um, that I can teach you, then you can investigate it and tell yourself a better story and avoid so much suffering. I believe in you and your ability to take care of yourself. And if you do need help with this, make sure to sign up um, for a session with me. You can check out my brand new website. I'm really excited, evandunn.com. Um, thank you at jvaye1 <laughs> for your amazing designs, the logos and the photos, everything. Um, and if this episode was helpful for you, please share it out with your friends and your colleagues. So with that, stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 